Welcome to the Business Gorillas Podcast, where the biggest, baddest, and most fearless business owners pull the curtains back and reveal their most tightly guarded secrets and strategies. With your host, serial entrepreneur and marketing visionary, Josh Rosenberg. Buckle up. It's time to get started. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Josh Rosenberg. I'm here today with a brand new friend of mine, uh, Axel Mira Hoffer. Um, Axel runs a company called Ideal Wealth Grower, where he helps um, people really get into residential real estate investing, which is something that uh, I've always been interested in. Uh, I've mentioned it once or twice in the show, but my family, my father specifically came from uh, in the real estate industry. So I kind of have a pretty good understanding of that. And then before uh, my first entrepreneurial venture, I worked in commercial real estate. So I'm always down to talk to real estate investors. So Axel, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, Josh, thank you for having me. Cool, cool. So um, right off the bat, um, we already mentioned uh, the name of your company, Ideal uh, Wealth Grower. Um, could you just tell me a little bit about it, how you got started with it, what, uh, what you hope to accomplish, and kind of who you, you want to help? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to go too long, but basically um, the story in a nutshell is I was uh, in the very fortunate position of getting an opportunity of having an exchange program between the German Air Force and the U.S. Air Force when I um, actually that's how I came to the U.S. And I was in that exchange program much longer than was originally anticipated. So I got close to a point, and this is a thing in the German system where when you reach physically the point that your body is just not up for flying jets anymore, they give you a choice to say, you can either retire or you can keep going and what we call fly a desk. And I didn't want to fly a desk. So I decided to retire and was immediately recruited into a software company. And that was early 2000s, like 2001, two, something like that. And anybody who remembers that time, um, that was basically the time of the dot-com bubble and, and all that kind of like stock market collapses and so forth and so forth. So just for myself, I thought, okay, well, I get this military money, but it's so little, you can literally not live of it. And because I'm already like this far into life, I'm probably not gonna get through a normal job and, and doing like your 401k stuff or so forth enough together to really have any kind of substantial retirement income. So I got to do something in addition. And because the stock market was out and stuff like crypto didn't exist, and I looked around and tried to find out what do successful people do? And I found out actually that a lot of successful people invest in real estate. And so I thought that was interesting and started to go down that rabbit hole, so to speak, more and more. And Part of my journey through the military was that we lived in many different locations and obviously sometimes we rented, sometimes we bought stuff and so forth. So it was like you just said, right? There was a little bit of a cursory understanding, I would call it. So then I started to look into real estate, uh, bought a first property to rent and so forth and so forth. And as my friends and colleagues and family and so forth, kept asking me, what am I doing? You know, what is going on? I think that's pretty normal, you know, when you come together. I always, because I was fascinated and intrigued and, and motivated by it, always talked about my real estate investments and the next one and what I'm working on and stuff. So yeah, people kept telling me more and more, you know, you should make this available. You should teach other people what you learned and, and maybe um, 
allow them to do the same thing, kind of follow in your path. Like, and we actually now, I mean, this is a few years ago, but uh, now we have actually something we call the investor journey, um, which is basically taking people through the mentoring program. And I have always felt my, my work to be on my evolution in this to be like a journey. And ultimately enough people said, I think you should put this out and you should invite other people to learn from you. And so that's how Idea Wealth Pro actually came together. Very cool. And then um, when you're doing your own real estate investing or you're helping your students, what do you think is the one or two things that you uh, focus on the most that move the needle and get people the best results? Well, I would not necessarily say it's only one thing. There are a few things that really make a difference, I would say. The one first thing of, of the few is to really talk and work uh, on mindset. And I even went as far as creating something called the Mindset Manual. So if somebody goes on our website, idealwealthboard.com forward slash free, they can download the Mindset Manual for free. And what it does is it basically takes you through a little bit of like a survey slash evaluation to find out where do you find yourself with your mindset, especially when it comes to money right now. And the spectrum or the, the, the gauge, so to speak, is from seeing yourself as the creator of your own future and your own life or seeing yourself as a victim, right? Those are the two ends. And obviously, most people are not at the one extreme or the other extreme, but somewhere in the middle. But it's important to realize where are you landing on that scale? And then obviously, in the manual, we also give you some exercises and opportunities to do some things to improve yourself more and more towards uh, that mindset of I'm responsible for my future, I'm responsible for my success, I'm responsible to do the right things with my money so that my money can work for me and I'm not having to work for my money all the time. So those kind of things. So I would say mindset is one of the core things. The other thing that is kind of related to it is believing in yourself to some extent because I would say a large number of people when I do these first and people can find them on the website what we call strategy calls and they are free and I'm happy to do one or sometimes even more than one just to get to know each other and say okay how much have you already learned about real estate investing in if any and what has held you back and most people I hear telling me something along the lines of I think you probably already have to have a lot of money you probably need to already be successful. It's such a huge commitment. And I believe it has to do with the fact that people think about real estate investing very similar to finding their first own home that they might move into and live in. Right? It's Yes, financially, the numbers are large numbers, but it's a huge difference to do investing in real estate versus owning real estate. So this overcoming this this belief that somehow only rich and successful people can do real estate investing is this, is the second thing and then the third thing is to realize that i believe at least at this point there is no way that you can put in any kind of course online course in person course five day intensive meeting or stuff like that the details that apply to an individual business owner or an individual investor, because everybody's situation is different. 
not just the financials and the mindset and stuff like that, but it already starts with what would you be comfortable with? What kind of a location is okay for you? What kind of a house is okay for you? What kind of an economic environment is okay for you? There are so many variables. And obviously there is, I don't know, hundreds or probably thousands of courses out there that people can take, but they all generalized. And when you take that generalized information and try to apply it to your specific situation, it typically doesn't work, right? So that's one of the main reasons why we really keep our program very limited. There's always a waiting list for more people to join because I really want to take people by the hand, kind of virtually, <laughs> in a sense, and, and, and walk them through the process. And what happens in our program is typically the first investment is the highest intensity of learning. And if the fundamentals are in place, I would say it takes probably something like six months or so, seven months to do the first investment. And then in the future to future investments, the intensity of learning gets lower and lower because more and more of the things repeat. But that's kind of what I've learned is, you know, I, I don't, I really don't believe you can do a cookie cutter program and, and have any kind of significant amount of success on an individual level. Yeah, I, I think you're completely right. There are certain aspects that can be made cookie cutter, but that's bits and pieces here and there. And I've been approached by people that teach real estate investing to different extents. And something like um, uh, flipping land deals, that can be kind of made to be cookie cutter um, in, a, in a lot of ways. But when it comes to real estate, when it comes to residential real estate investing, it is a much different world. And when I've been approached, I've looked at the uh the the person's program and i've always had objections that i know just from my experience that had i not been around this world for a number of years i wouldn't have thought to ask but it was something like you know it's very easy to make the idea of a rent to own business sound very appealing because you don't have to really talk about any of the potential dangers same with multifamily. same with uh trailer park communities same with elderly um, uh, assisted living homes or college dorms, or there's all these kinds of ventures that on paper can be spun to sound like it's the greatest uh, and easiest investment in history. But if you don't know what you're doing, you'll very quickly be in over your head. And if you don't know how to structure it, you could very well be out of your own home. If you put your home up as collateral, uh, a lot of these things can be avoided. But again, that's, that's something that has to be looked at on a case by case basis. So you're absolutely right. Um, is there, and I mean, I, I already know my answer for this, um, cause I think I just kind of gave it away, but is there anything else about this industry that you see people do that kind of makes their blood boil or that you wish you could warn people don't fool, uh, fall for these tricks? Well, the thing is, I would maybe respond to that in a, in a little bit of a different way. To, to make it more practical for, for your audience. If, if you take this for a moment, let's say to the medical field, right? And you detect something is wrong with your body. Something starts aching or something looks weird or something feels weird or whatever part of your human body system is somehow not feeling right. You wouldn't do an online course and try to learn the basics of how your liver works or how your eyes work or how your, um, your 
joints work or stuff. You go to an expert, you try, it might even after you have consulted one expert and that expert gives you an idea of what it could be. If it's a significant enough diagnosis, you would even go to a second one. So I use that analogy to say, so when one of the most financially impactful decisions and, and commitments needs to be made, why wouldn't you also join an expert who actually has a track record, which also leads me to kind of what you were hinting towards. I think you're too polite to not say it. I'm saying it out loud, I don't mind. <laughs> to say, ask the people who offer these programs to show you exactly what they have actually done in their ownership. If somebody comes to me and says, okay, you have 10 passive income properties that performing every month, can I see them? I show you the deeds. Most other people, when you actually ask them, and they put some stuff up, but they don't even do the same stuff themselves, right? They, they're trying to make money with education. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can only educate in a general sense, right? And another analogy is why do we go to university? We go to get a degree, but when you have the degree, you're not ready to really perform what you learned in theory. You have to practice and find somebody who is teaching you this stuff and allowing you to actually practice so that you can get good at it and maybe then you can create your own business. So these are just a few analogies why I'm saying, you know, this, I always encourage people, ask somebody who is offering you a program to show you what they have actually done, not just story. Yeah, I've invested for years and years in blah, blah, show me. Show me what you actually have and how you actually got there. And that's what we do. And that's why I'm saying, you know, you can't do this with hundreds of people simultaneously. But on the other hand, people really get 100% of me. When they Absolutely. work with me, really taking care of them completely. Absolutely. I've worked um, with a number of lawyers. And what's funny is when I'm getting to know them and I'm helping them to, to grow their businesses, um, the one thing that every lawyer has told you is they went to law school for all of these years, but <laughs> they never learned at all how to become a lawyer. It teaches them right. how to do research and how to read the law books and it gives them a good understanding of what the law is, but they don't know how, how to be a lawyer. That's why you do your, your first few years at a law firm where you're filing paperwork and you're, get, you know, you're, you're doing the grunt work because you're apprenticing under experienced lawyers. And you know, once you get the hang of that, some of these lawyers want to go out on their own and have their own practice. Well, all the years of working at a law firm never teach you how to run your own business because running a law firm and being a lawyer in the law firm are two totally different things. This real estate investing is no different. You can learn how mortgages work from a book. You can right. learn the concepts of how to get a property management company to take care of your tenants. And you know, if there's a, a, a water main break at three in the morning, how they get the emergency plumbers there. That's stuff you can learn from a book. But the actual art of learning real estate investing, you can't. You have to really be there with somebody to hold your hand because the mistakes can cost you a fortune. Right, exactly. Well, it's also, like I said earlier, that part, you're absolutely right. I totally agree. The other part is the individuality that everybody has, right? Like some people, I have, for example, one client who initially was super excited in following basically in my track and she said, why don't you just introduce me to the people that um, 
sold you the properties that you have. In this case, it was in Ohio. And I said, well, you don't even need to ask me. I do that anyway. I introduce you to everybody, to lending, to insurance, to the turnkey providers, to the property managers, and then. And so then I basically went online and looked at what the provider that I had bought a bunch of properties from has available at the time. And then we had a Zoom session like you and I have right now, Josh, to look at some of these properties. And she didn't say almost anything. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. She's normally kind of like a chatterbox. Why, <laughs> Why is she not saying anything? And a day later, she said, hey, she called me actually on the phone and she said, hey, Axel, you know that session that we had? I can't do it. I just can't do it. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And she said, I realized while I was looking at what you were showing me that I cannot get my mind to invest in something that I would not be willing to move in myself. Mm. And that That's was a profound, you know, that was a profound thing for her, but it also changed our approach and our strategy for her. Now, this is just one case of many different cases or things that can happen, but that was something that she realized after, and she took a day or two after we had that Zoom call um, to really kind of reflect and ask herself, what happened there? And what happened is that she constantly imagined, would I live there? We, we looked at like four or five different opportunities that the provider had online. And she just couldn't imagine to own something that she wouldn't be willing to move into. That's right? interesting. So that's that just is one example. You know, that's, and, and I could go on and on and on, give you different examples of the individuality that people have and, and, and how they work and how they tick and what they believe. And, I'm, I'm not a psychologist who's trying to change people's mind or trying to change what they believe in. It's no. trying to find a, find a match between what they're comfortable with and still be able to make money from it. And what's funny is that that's not a limiting belief. That's her own personal preference. That's how she feels. Right, that's her right. belief. Somebody else may have a different approach. There could be somebody that sees that same property and says, this is perfect. It's a 10 minute drive to where I work. All of my friends are in the neighborhood. The restaurants around here are fantastic. And I'm not somebody that really needs a big flashy house with huge backyard and all that. Maybe that's just not that person's style. So for them, that house could have been perfect. But for her, yeah, I mean, one, one of the, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, literally one of the properties we looked at in that Zoom call, another one of my clients bought like three weeks later. Right. So, but what, why I'm saying this is to point out the importance of the individuality of every person being different, right? And that, that doesn't limit her in this case at all. We just have to pivot to the kinds of properties that allow for that. The only difference is that the cash flow at the end of the month for each of those properties will not be as high because there is a balance between the kind of property that produces a lot of cash flow that might not be the prettiest house that is somebody who lives in California would necessarily want to move into, or something that is really nice and really well done up, while well, obviously it costs more than the mortgage costs more, and that doesn't automatically mean that you also get equally more rent, so your cash flow is lower. But if you're saying, okay, but I can sleep and be, be happy with my investments is more important. Sure, sure. That's everybody has their own um, level of comfort that they, right. they want to be in and their own risk tolerance. 
And I know a number of people have said your first property is not going to be your moneymaker. Your first property, a lot of times it sure could provide you some money, but that's not retirement, you know, and we're talking about smaller properties. Um, I'm in New York City where it's all these giant skyscrapers and they have a few monster sized landlords. So if you're buying a, a 400 unit apartment building, yeah, your one, your first property might be the one you retire on. But for the most part, let's just say it's a single family home that might just be a little bit of cash flow, but it gets you on really good terms with the banks of your next couple of properties. The, the mortgage rates that you get and the terms of the loan are much more in your favor. And that, those are the ones where you start to really um, have good cash flow. And those are the ones that can be that passive income that can replace your job. So, you know, there's all different ways of, of going about it. And you're right. You can't learn a lot of that stuff from the, uh, from a book. Um, yeah, so there's also one, one interesting thing that you just touched on that I'm finding more and more, and it has to do with the, with the different age groups of clients. I have found that the younger the clients are, they, the more there is a propensity to get perfect results the first time around. Because what you just said is something that people with some experience in real estate and real estate investing would say because they've probably done a few deals. But if somebody comes to me or other people like me and they say, okay, I'm finally willing, willing to take that step and get into it, there is an expectation that the performance of the property, the first one meets expectations. Right. And that's why I'm also, I mentioned earlier, why this first one is such an intense learning of uh, case, because I need to really make sure that people understand what realistic expectations are. Right. And I rather downplay the expectations. And it's also, you know, like if you buy a property and, and then the property management needs to find a tenant and the tenant comes in and then you have to wait until they pay the first rent and then you pay the first time your mortgage and all of that the time frame, the whole process, right? From identifying it and getting it ready and getting it signed and getting it closed and all of that, there is this anticipation. So now finally I own it, now the money is gonna flow, right? And I always say, well, you have to expect that it's gonna take another two or three months until it actually stabilizes and then you have that income and I'm trying to make the expectations realistic because there is in our society nowadays, I believe a little bit of a problem that people always assume they do something the first time and it comes out right perfect the first time, right? And as ex more experienced people will tell you, well, if you do something the first time, you should expect that it's not perfect. Well, I'm trying to make it as realistic as possible, but I can't make it perfect either, right? And so that's something that I have detected is that the younger generation has this, what I call instant gratification bias, you know? <laughs> so um, it's not that easy to, to live up to that. Yeah. No, no, of course not. And, and you're completely right about that. Um, so we're running a bit low on time. If somebody wants to get to know more about your business or get in touch with you, maybe they wanted to um, learn some real estate investing mentorship through you. What's the best way for them to do that? I really believe the best way is to just go either to the website idealwealthgrower.com or just put idealwealthgrower into Google and we are pretty much everywhere. We are on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and all the social media. But if you go to the website, it pops up and offers you a strategy session. 30 seconds later, it pops up and offers you to sign up for the newsletter. 
it gives you an opportunity to contact us. You can download the free mindset manual. So idealwealththrower.com is probably the best way to go. All right, you heard that, everybody? Axel Mahelfer, uh, idealwealthgrower.com. Check him out. This man obviously knows what he's talking about. He's obviously trying to serve people from the heart and cares more about right. your your success than just trying to take you for a few bucks. So that's the kind of business that I hope everybody could get behind because it's somebody that uh, um, he's really genuinely trying to help everybody. So until next time, have a great one, and I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Business Gorillas Podcast. If you're a highly successful entrepreneur and want to be a guest, go to businessgorillaspodcast.com and fill out the form. Remember to share us on social media. Click the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you got anything out of the show. Feel free to connect with us on social media. If you're looking to connect with world-class top marketers and some of the most experienced fractional chief marketing officers in the world today, head on over to verygoodmarketingconsultants.com. On behalf of your host, Josh Rosenberg, thank you for listening to the Business Gorillas Podcast.